at Candle in the Woods, dinner here is more than just a meal. It is an entire experience that you will not soon forget. For more information on how you can experience an unforgettable evening, please visit candleinthewoods.com or simply text 208-664-0135. Okay. Okay, there. Rating system was, it was much more different than a lot of people's rating system, and we really identified with it. Well, a lot of people will give it a 90, 93 points or 89 points, and John and Dottie had a rating system, their, their least favorite was yuck. Then they went, okay. Then they went good. That was their middle tier is good. good. <laughs> then they had very good. So that's four different levels. Then they had delicious. Delicious. But they had one more. Delicious with an exclamation point. It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and of course, delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays. I am, I almost said I'm Shelly, but I'm not. I'm Phil Anderson, and she is Shelly Webb. Say hello, Shelly. Hello. We're, I did not say hello, Shelly. No, but that's okay. We are actually both a little under the weather today. We're going to do our best to just muddle through this. Uh, we've already had one casualty, but we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> As we move forward, it's August 6th. We are in August. Hallelujah, I guess. It's, you know. No, it's going by too fast. It is going by really fast. Uh, it's almost fall. We're we're five weeks away. <laughs> Still. I think. Uh, we're actually, no, no, that's not true. We're actually we're, like we're, seven weeks Yeah, away. we're one week no, away from being away. halfway through summer. So I was told there would be no math today. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so... Um, we are reception wine is, uh, you want to say real quick what about that? A Le Vieille Ferme from, it's a rosé from France. Very light, very light color, more of a peach than a pink. And it's really lovely. Got that at Fred Meyer for $8. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Mark was a guest of ours about a month and a half ago. Uh, and this is really good. It's a very inexpensive, great rosé, very drinkable, and highly recommend. Okay, that's our reception wine. Uh, we just heard from our newest sponsor, Candle in the Woods. And uh, Shelly wrote an outstanding blog post uh, outlining our experience up there. Which was wonderful. It is really just an experience to remember. Um so I will put that in the show notes. Uh, this weekend, we were at this time, this very time, we were supposed to be in Penticton, British Columbia for the uh, Penticton Peach Festival. Right. When it was canceled, which is really sad because we were going to be traveling with the Blazing Divas to perform in the parade, and that the whole festival was canceled. We've had two whole parades. <laughs> we have. And Not then, like our normal summers. No, two whole parades, and then we've got something at the uh, North Idaho or the Kootenai County North North Idaho Fair uh, in August. Uh, two different days. That'll be fun. Uh, 
that won't get canceled. But yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, we move on. We're okay. We can we can deal with this. <laughs> now but we're much less excited. We're gonna have to cheer it up a bit. Cheer it up a bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge thanks to Jody Elsom and Phil Rashan. The past two weeks, uh, they the the Phil Rashan episode when he was tasting wines and then playing music with a saxophone. That was very fun. It's just so different and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. And then Jody. And yes, he's a great sax player. He's really good. I, it was, we, in fact, when we were recording that, we came up with the name of the episode, which is Jazz Tasting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I stuck with the Wine is Like Music, Jazz Tasting with Phil Michon, which kind of encompasses the entire thing. That was really good. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you, Phil. And last week we had Jody Elsom of Elsom Cellars. We tasted through six different wines from I Jody. I thought it was seven. Well, we can't count the Albarino. That was a reception. Well, still, we did taste. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I had a little dump glass beside me. Yes, you me. did. But yes, all of those did. wines were great. How many did I dump out? I don't think you did. I have trouble <laughs> doing that. I, yeah. I know, but. You've got to do what you've got to do. Yes, you do. Yeah, there was a lot of wine. And so that and they were was, all great. They were um, fantastic. What was your favorite? I, you know what? I really liked the ma- uh, Seattle Made, that blend. Uh-huh. And then when I found out it was from 2010, that made a lot of sense. And she was sitting on that wine for a long time, wondering when w- what would be the best use of, Release that, date. Yeah, of, of that juice. And she found that partnership, and that's fantastic. So... Uh, that was my favorite, but I'll tell you, the Grenache is fantastic. The Malbec is fantastic. And those two red blends at the end, the Isabella and the Logan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all of them were fantastic. And we only left out the, uh, the Rosé, and that was fantastic. So I love them all. And the Albarino was also good. I think yes. that was my favorite, just because it's summer, I guess. So, Albarino. The you, Isabella was also great. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you like that because of Izzy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, we are going to open our first wine tonight. It is the 2020 Fair Hall Down Single Vineyard Sauvignon Blanc from Wine Library. It came with the Gary V Wine Club, about 24 bucks. This is a this is a 100% estate grown single vineyard Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, and there are not really very many single vineyard. Um, wineries in New Zealand or for Sauvignon Blanc. And so they're one of a handful. handful. Like I said, neither of us are feeling great. We're going to muddle through this. <laughs> Let's Just not do stick that with us. It's, it'll bring people down. Anyways, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> bring the monk down. Bring the monk down. <laughs> um, so we're having a, a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, and then we're having a Sancerre. From France, but really they're both the same grape because France labels their wines according to where they're from, and other countries, a lot of other countries, label their their wines according to the grape that's in them. So Sauvignon Blanc is grown in Sancerre, so that's why it's called a Sancerre. And this is, of course, a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, which is um, a really great area to grow Sauvignon Blanc. It's it's one of the more well-known areas in the world, and mm-hmm. they are usually crisp. We, we picked this out because um, I was under the understanding 
that this is going to be similar to a style of, of Sancerre. I don't know if that's true. I may have mis... Um, uh, well, we're not sure because we haven't tried the other no, one yet. No, we haven't. And we have to toast this one up to health, wealth, and abundance, gratitude, romance. And peace on earth. And your giggles. And your kisses. I didn't say honey. <laughs> to your honey. <laughs> this is grapefruit wow. right off the top. Very crisp. Really, yeah, really lovely. Delish. As would be expected, um, quite acidic, not buttery. So there's no, there's, I think there are only a couple of Sauvignon Blancs that have ever been aged in oak. Most of them are stainless steel. Those would be Fumé Blancs, right? Yeah, because Fumé Blanc, you want to get that little bit of smoke in there. Fumé, smoke. And there's a couple of others, but normally people associate Sauvignon Blancs with um, stainless steel aged. This is really good. <laughs> Sorry. Tastes like cough drop? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> we are going to take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to get into the sand serum. If you're looking for a place to wind down in a friendly and inviting atmosphere, Studio 107 in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene is the place to go. Studio 107 features award-winning wines, craft beer, fine art, custom jewelry, delicious tapas, and live music. Hosting a party? Make Studio 107 your choice for your next special event or private party. Studio 107 will work with you to create a fun, unique, and personalized evening of wine tasting. And take your wine enthusiasm and knowledge to another level by joining our Studio 107 Wine Club. Our wine club brings you exciting and exclusive wines from sellers around the world. You'll have access to exclusive Club 107 tastings and special events with winemakers from amazing wineries monthly, as well as receive additional discounts on wine and jewelry. At Studio 107, we believe that small towns deserve great wines, too. We invite you to join us in our wine bar and gallery for an afternoon or evening escape or visit Studio107CDA.com for more information. Welcome back to Wine Time Fridays. We are blazing through this episode. Uh, We're going to see if we can't possibly be under 20 minutes, which was one of the very first um, ideas we had when we created this podcast. By the way, Shelly, we should review. We have a lot of new listeners. We should review a little bit about uh, why we did. We don't have to say we did the podcast so that we can cut into our wine <laughs> bill and our wine budget. But uh, what are some of the other things that we're trying to aim? Like, what is our background? What's your background in wine? What's my background in wine? Things like that. Because we haven't mm-hmm. talked about that for a while. So I've always been interested in wine, like even when I was not legal to drink it. I just I just feel like there's a whole lot of stories that go on with wine, like from people who make their own wine at home, from people who want to get into creating, making wine or growing grapes, any of that. And I think it's the farmer instinct in me mm. somehow also. We both but, share that passion, don't we? We do yeah. like to get our hands dirty. In the dirt, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I used to sell wine in California, Southern California. 
I was a nurse, but I would sell wine in the morning and then work as a nurse on the PM shift just because I thought it was fun. I'm sure it was fun. I've been in wine clubs and then. And then (laughs) we're doing the uh, what's the uh, rules of uh, not ad lib, but what is it? Yes, and. Yes, and. Improv. improv, that's right. Yes, and, oh, that's for me. Uh, my background is just I really enjoy wine. In fact, started my wine journey probably in the 80s, and then it really fell off uh, for reasons I don't necessarily need to discuss. But when Shelly and I became a couple, we actually restarted the adventure of wine. And we say this in the front end, neither of us are sommeliers. We love wine. We have a passion for wine. We have a passion for enjoying wine together because it conjures up conversation. There's stories behind every glass. You can't say that about peanut butter. No, (laughs) no, you can't. Uh, You're starting to be able to say that about beer. As they're yeah. ramping up to the whole idea of the wine model. But uh, we just love the adventure with each other. That is really the bottom line. And uh, so. And that, then you'll have to bring up John and Dottie. Yes. So John and Dottie. And now you're going to make our episode go over 20 minutes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I can do this quick. John and Dottie uh, were uh, wine columnists for the Wall Street Journal back in the early 2000s. And uh, they wrote a column every Friday that was. Wow, I didn't even realize. Wine Time Fridays, we're doing ours on Fridays, too. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, They would release this. It's the only Wall Street Journal I would buy. It was their weekend edition. But their column was so good, and they were so down to earth. Their rating system was? It was much more different than a lot of people's rating system, and we really identified with it. Well, a lot of people will give it 93 points or 89 points, and... John and Dottie had a rating system. Their their least favorite was yuck. Then they went, okay. Then they went good. That was their middle tier is good. good. Then they had very good. So that's four different levels. Then they had delicious. Delicious. But they had one more. Six. Delicious with an exclamation point. Oh, uh, yeah. So that makes sense. It does. So we really resonate. Well, I, I really resonated with them for sure. And... um and so we got into trying wines together and enjoying wines together. And it was just a lot of fun. And we kept that going. And so that is our um, background. But what we're trying to accomplish is <clears throat> educate those people that are at the front end of the wine journey. Because, again, we're not sommeliers, mm-hmm. but we have a passion for wine. And Shelly, we can both agree we, we have an above-average knowledge of wine. I guess so. But mm-hmm. we are by no stretch of the imagination experts. But yep. I have... But every fourth grader is an expert to the third grade. Exactly. <laughs> As Carrie Wilkerson would say. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie Wilkerson, the barefoot executive. Uh, I will say, um, let's not call us for fourth grader in the wine. Let's go to college level or something. I don't know. I'm good with fourth grader. Okay. It was a very good year. It was a very good (laughs) year. So I know of new listeners and what they're, they're asking is that we actually continue the education aspect and talk a little bit about what foods would pair with these. Like that first one, we would go with um, shellfish, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Shrimp. Well, that's a shellfish. 
Okay. Has a shell. Okay. <laughs> so seafood and uh, goat cheese. Goat, goat cheese. Yeah. That's not a shellfish. Because this goat cheese has the kind of a back chalky taste. And so this wine goes really well with it because it has a little bit of chalk sometimes. It does. The the mineral al- minerality of that, minerality. right? Minerality. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's time that we actually get a pop of a cork. Um, I can't find my wine opener, Shelly. There we are. Thank you. What would I do without you? That will be a song I write later tonight about Shelly Webb. What would I do without, without you? you? I don't know if there's a song that's called that. I'm sure there is. But I will write it. You see that? I did the exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> this is Sancerre, South Loire Valley. We're not going to pour too much. Because we're probably I thought gonna... it was the eastern part of the Loire is it? Valley. No? <laughs> it is. Sometimes I uh, <clears throat> I need to test to make sure Shelly's listening, and she's listening great. So, so again, 100% something no blanc. And again, not anything like... The New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc that we just had. Same grape. And this is where we get the difference of the terroir. Mm -hmm. And the climate. Tear giggles. Tear kisses. Mm. Super mellow. Still that same um, acid. Look at the legs on that. I probably really shouldn't talk about the acid because that. Sometimes that's what I get. Um, not so much grapefruit, but something in the citrus area. Are we drinking but this definite, too cold? No, I don't think so. But definitely um, not the same. What's the difference? What do you taste as a difference? To be honest, I, I have to preface this. I love New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. I mean, I really love it. It may be one of my top three Varietals, and it's weird to have a white wine be in your top three. Mm-hmm. Um, wine uh, aficionados and enthusiasts and experts will say, "How could you put a white wine in any of your top like 10? <clears throat> New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is one of my all-time favorite grape styles and varietals. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that in this Sancerre. No, and now, you wouldn't. No, and by the way, expect to. It doesn't make it a bad wine. Nope, not at all. And here's the thing. It's just the profile. You, um, you know, we hear about champagne all the time, right? You're not a huge fan of champagne. I'm not either. It's very yeasty. At some point, I hope to develop my palate to be able to appreciate that. At this point, not quite there. Not quite. In fact, we have a Prosecco Day coming up. We do. That's a good segue, P. Hilly. That's next week, International Prosecco Day and Pinot Noir Day coming up. Mm. So, just thought I'd throw that out there. But um, it's it's really when we talked last week with Jody, Vic said something to the effect he was tasting like cotton candy or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and it was true. Yeah, and you said pancake batter. Yes. Who gets pancake batter out of wine? And yes, that's and who gets be, sheep butt? Well, that's very an Pinot Noir. It's very very uh, barnyard. Okay, so you're going to, and I guess the bottom line is, we want 
you, if you're tasting through any of these wines, and these will be a little easier to find, well, one for sure, but the other one, marginal, uh, taste these wines and, and really don't have any expectation. Taste them. And if you like it, great. Why do you like it? If you don't like it, that's okay too. Why do you not like it? So <clears throat> on this one, I'm getting some of that Jolly Rancher sour watermelon. Sour candy. watermelon, not even sour apple. Nope, watermelon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 very good. It's very balanced. It just isn't my profile that I love. Yeah, and although we don't have one tonight, California um, Sauvignon Blancs also taste a little different than both of these. It's, again, that's because of where it's grown. Do they grow Sauvignon Blanc down Oregon? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but it seems like they should. Uh, so this is so a... this one is about $30, yep. and we got this from the culinary stuff. Yep. Who... So Domain Thomas Sensor, um, 2018 on this one. Right. <laughs> We're on to jerseys. <laughs> on jersey numbers. Oh, edit all that <laughs> crap out. Uh, we haven't actually talked about what this would pair well with. Same thing. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, but it's not as crisp. So would you still still do the... Yeah, I would pair it with all of that. Shellfish, um, maybe a tilapia or a a white fish a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? So I think I would go this one with the white fish more than I would do the first one with that. That first one is so acidic, I think it might overrun the white fish a little bit. This would also be good with sushi. Sushi? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you threw all goat cheese and now sushi. This is good stuff. See, this is why you tune in to the Wine Time Fridays <laughs> podcast with Shelly and Phil. Well done. That's good. Uh, yes, Jersey numbers. We have episode number 68. Shelly, any idea? We're getting into the dog days of summer and the dog days Uh-oh. of Jersey numbers. I guess it wasn't Marcus Allen. No, he was 32. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> what did you think? He was number 68? No, no. I didn't think that at all, but OJ was number 32. Yeah. Everyone, um, Jim Brown was 32, I there believe. There was a lot of 32s. 32s yeah. is like the running back number. I'm going to say Marcus was first. <clears throat> no, Jim Brown was first. I mean, in front of OJ. Oh, yeah, but they're best buds. They I know. go no, way back. That's, <laughs> a, that's not going to that whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, you met OJ at a gas station. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've got Albert Pujols, who, by the way, just last week was traded to uh-huh. to uh, reunite with uh, some Kent. kind of team. Yeah, it's not Tommy Lasorda because he passed away. It's yeah, know, the guy that was in St. Louis. So this is the baseball player. Yes, oh. Albert Pujols. He's actually been an angel. I mean, he's probably not an angel, but he played with the angels. <laughs> you look like an angel. <laughs> so a little peek behind the curtain. Shelly does never sing. <laughs> and she just sang right now Stop. for you. That may be on the front. Elsie Greenwood with the NFL. I believe he was of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the big one is Jaeger. I cannot rep- pronounce his first name, but it's Jaeger. Um, was signed with Philadelphia before the start of the 2011-2012 season. So is and this golf? No, no, NHL. Yeah, Hockey. Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, 21-year career. I, I thought he did. No. Did I not say NHL? 
I um, said signed by the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, well, no, you didn't say. You yeah. said Philadelphia. Okay. The Philadelphia golf team did <laughs> yeah. not sign him. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> Shelly, I threw you a lob this week on what wines we enjoyed. Oh. Okay. Why? I think everyone is very pronounceable. It's not French. <laughs> no. All right. So, so we skipped the wine word of the week. No, we're going to get okay. there. The wines we enjoyed this week, the 2018 Empathy Red, a J. Very good. That was very good, by the way. A Patson Hall Sonoma Coast Pinot Noir. Also very good. A Clearwater Canyon Loksha White Blend, which is predominantly Chardonnay. A J. Lor Southridge Syrah, a Tangley Oak Chardonnay. Cheap wine, fairly good. <laughs> also from Grocery Outlet. Yep, we've been um, talking about that a yep. lot lately, huh? A 2020 Empathy White Wine, a still shooting star Merlot, also from Grocery Outlet, and pretty decent. Yeah. You know, Vivino said that's like a $47 wine, and we got it for 8 bucks. So, wow, yeah, it is amazing. And Elsom Cellars Albarena, which I love. Which was our reception wine last week. And now here we go, Shelly. We've got the Wine Time Friday's Wine Word of the Week. Meritage. Meritage. We both, I think, have kind of a an opinion on meritage, don't we? Yeah, it's kind of a mixed message. It's a mixed mess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of like organic. I don't know. Certified organic, so. Yeah, so. Originally created in California, these blended wines can be summed up as the American Bordeaux, so. Uh, well, the term is a blend of the words merit and heritage and pronounced the same, meritage. But yep. that's, that's Merit- not right because you meritage. don't go around saying heritage. Maybe maritage. Meritage. meritage. <laughs> um, so the right. red blend is made from at least two of the five Bordeaux grape varieties. It's really six. I know. That didn't <laughs> include that one. Carmenere. Hashtag Carmenere. Hashtag Carmenere. <laughs> And the white meritage, which is meritage, is a blend of at least two Sauvignon Blanc, Sauvignon Vert, and Semillon. So, really, does that make any sense? No, because all you have to have is two of the five Bordeaux blends. But people paid. They do pay. They paid for this license to use the word. And yeah, so, they pay a lot of money. Yeah. And I have never understood that. You're already paying a lot to create wine why would you pay something just call it a bordeaux blend maybe it was you know maybe they were doing better publicity that could be i will say this do you know what sauvignon vert is yeah it's a a green sauvignon (laughs) that's really good that you knew that i did pull up uh sauvignon vert is a white wine grape of the species vitis vinifera prevalent in the italian thank you thank you vinifera prevalent in the italian region of fruili is widely planted in chile where it was originated so that is that i had never heard of sauvignon vert myself so sauvignon bear bear oh see this is why i don't speak french because i can't (laughs) Uh, lastly, next week we are doing International Prosecco Day. We had a Prosecco about a month, month and a half ago. 
or is it maybe a Kaaba? Whatever. Uh, we had one. It was a lot of fun. And we will pick out a fun one to do that's easy to get, as well as Pinot Noir. Um, we do have, by the way, coming up on the 4th. Oh, can we just get this out of the way? I screwed up on Rosé Month. <laughs> Okay. There is no rosé month. Well, there is. I think it's June. (laughs) No, it's not even a rosé month. Some wine company created a month of rosé, and that's where you got that. I just don't get it. Though, though, what I and I wanted to come clean and transparent, uh, but Shelly and I are still honoring August as rosé month because we have (laughs) a lot of uh, rosé here in the house. (laughs) So we're going to do that because rosé all day, all month. So sorry we, like, uh, misled you there. International Prosecco Day on the 13th, Pinot Noir Day on the 18th. And we Red have... Red Wine Day. <clears throat> What's that? Red Wine. Red yeah. Wine Day, 828. Uh, yep, on August 28th, Cabernet Day, September 2. We have Sam Doyle of Wine Library. will be a guest in August, and I think it's in a couple Sam weeks. Doyle? Yeah, Sam Doyle of Wine Library. Yeah. I know. And... Dave Adlard of Candle in the Woods. Again, yay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we've had nine guests this year out of 30-some episodes. That's pretty good. I like guests. I know you do. I like learning. (laughs) Guests are great. A little bit more moving parts. Mm -hmm. But we are going to travel up to Candle in the Woods, Dave's house, and talk with him and his wine person at Candle in the Woods, Melissa. And we're going to taste through anywhere from two to four different wines. We don't even know yet. It's going to be a lot of fun. And a huge thank you, Shelley, to our sponsors, which are... Surprisingly... Candle in the Woods. Yes. Studio 107. And... Awesome Cellars. Yes. With just a little... Do you have anything left? Anything else? Anything else? I got nothing. She's grabbed the bell. With a little bit of knowledge, wine becomes a lot less overwhelming. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Get that sparkler with Prosecco and get that Pinot Noir. And let's drink through these together. Quality grapes, good times, and great wine are meant to be shared. Since 2006, Elsom Cellars has been producing 100% local Washington wine from Washington's top vineyards. Our wines offer distinctive flavors born of a singular desire to create the quintessential gesture of hospitality. Owner Jody Elsom is a pioneer in the Seattle urban wine movement and as a family-owned winery, Jody's kids have made a big impact on how we do things here. They not only have wines named after them, they also help name our wine club, which we now refer to as Corks on the Loose. For more information on Elsom Cellars, please visit elsomcellars.com or simply call 425-298-3082. Thank you for spending part of your day to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast by visiting winetimefridays.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us on our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page, Instagram, or on Twitter, which is at Vintage Tweets, for daily conversation. Until next week, here's our toast to you. To health, wealth, abundance, gratitude, peace on earth, and of course, romance. <laughs>